0: Mike, Mike, and Huffman. <laughs>
1: Back. welcome once again to another episode of mike mike and oscar i am your co-host mike one this is co-host also mike you guys are in for a treat this episode in a lot of ways uh <laughs> you can tell by the attitudes that mike and i had in the uh the pre-recording here mm-hmm. you can tell by the fact that we're introducing a, a new wrinkle to our our o, uh, our orcs if i could speak correctly uh yeah this is going to be this is shaping up to be quite the episode michael
0: yeah, I am so afraid of this episode, not going to lie. I'm terrified. <laughs> Literally terrified. I was te- I've been nervous texting you for <laughs> for day last few days about it. Uh-huh. So I have no idea how this is going to go. You're going to introduce in a minute this new not like segment, but just It's almost like you're going to just surprise me with very scary things throughout this. Uh, Anyway, we're getting there, but otherwise this will be like a big box office catch-up episode for us. We want to talk about Barbenheimer. Uh, We want to do a a shorter strike update. Uh, We got some trailer reviews. I'm going to review a bunch of movies this episode uh, because I've just been watching too much stuff and and therefore, because it's Make the Case, we'll talk about animated feature, documentary features, some Oscar categories as well. So please, Can you like tease some sort of explanation uh, for what's going to happen?
1: No. Let's move on Alright so here's <laughs> Here's Here's What we're gonna do Despite I mean we We lean into This gambling stuff We've been the Godfathers of Oscars Gambling for a couple Of years now And so we're <laughs> gonna Bring that over To the ORCs And uh, Mike and I Are going to Spring prop bets As we see fit uh, Throughout the episode And we're just Going to kind of uh, It's gonna be a way Of predicting things And just having More conversational pieces But we're going to Present them as their Own unique prop bets Depending on whatever Story is we're talking About at the time The catches that neither Mike nor I know exactly when or what the bets are going to be about or what the conversations are going to be. For example, I have three written down that are going to pop up at various points throughout the uh the episode today throughout our doc that we're going off of for this ORC. Mike has a couple himself and we don't know when they're going to come or what they're related to and when they, when they happen we're just going to kind of you know, surprise attack the other person and take the conversation in that direction uh, based off odds that are mean nothing with money that isn't real and uh, everything that's basically made up from our own heads essentially. It, it. I have to ask this
0: again. I have to put you on the record now, Counselor. <laughs> this is funny money, correct? Like you're not going to You're not going to ambush me in like six months and be
1: like, you owe me $14 million. (laughs) There's there's a, uh, there's a, a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, I don't know, an offshoot in a Simpsons episode where Marge goes on Jeopardy and Mm -hmm. she's trying to win a lot of money and she ends up, they clip, it's a fast, like, clip over to Jeopardy, and she's at, like, $14,000. And she's walking around backstage immediately after, and Alex Trebek goes up turns like, Marge, you owe me $14,000. And she's like, I thought that was just funny money. <laughs> I asked you if you knew the rules, and you said you did.
0: <laughs> well, this is, uh, this is what we're dealing with. So if we're the godfathers of Oscars gambling, self-proclaimed, mm-hmm. then I'm probably Fredo. Is what uh, <laughs> is what's happening here, folks? <laughs> you want to go fishing with, on the lake? <laughs> getting on a boat with my pal. <laughs> uh. Big trouble. We're in big trouble here. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So we'll see how this goes. We'll see what kind of disaster this turns into, and this devolves every ORC into. But let's start by talking about Barbie, which had a a bougie second weekend, another $93 million in its till. It only lost less than 43% of its audience on the second weekend from its first debut weekend. Of the 21 other movies to open, within 20 million of Barbie's 162 domestic opening, 162 million. Million domestic mm-hmm. opening that is, only two of those twenty one other movies to open at that number or twenty million on either side lost less than fifty percent of their audience from the second from the first week into the second. Uh, the first such movie was Beauty and the Beast in twenty seventeen, which lost forty eight point three percent of its uh, audience. The second movie was Mario, which only lost a crazy thirty seven percent of its audience. Both those films. Ended up doing over $1.2 billion worldwide. Beauty and the Beast did $1.2 plus. Mario is up to $1.35 plus. Both those films did over half a billion dollars domestically.
0: So after a $15 million Monday, another $15 million Tuesday, like a 13-ish Wednesday, a 12-ish Thursday, and international sales that are holding, it, lo- it looks like Barbie's going to pass that Bar-billion mark uh hey. this sunday like all these dad and sons of guns are just they're flourishing now <laughs> they're thriving and uh barbie passed 900 million on thursday 406 uh with a, is the domestic hume as of as of today and uh michael were wondering how high it could go
1: yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's have this be the first prop bet. And this is kind of going to be just so just right off the bat, you can see what kind of we're dealing with and what our minds are, are taking this new thing in this direction. Mike doesn't know what I'm going to offer him here, but let's, let's talk about where Barbie's domestic box office is going to go. Uh, of the movies to open within 20 million on either side of Barbie's 162, the highest domestic box office gross has been Super Bar- Mario Brothers, 571 million domestically. Mm. Five of those 21 other films went on to gross over half a billion dollars domestically. So what, Michael, is Barbie's final domestic box office going to rest at? Over 500 million? I have it minus 170. Under five hundred million, I'll give you plus one twenty five. If you had to pick one of those, which would you pick?
0: I would pick. Uh, it, it, it's going well over five hundred yeah. million because I it's agree. going. It's going to do fifty five more million this weekend, which will make four sixty one. Yeah. So I would bet uh, all of my bank account.
1: Very very easy, right? I think I, I wanted to go even heavier, but one minus one seventy. I think it's still a good. Day, so but this okay. is
0: like this is like the uh, casino handing out a slot machine game for your your
1: app on your phone and you Mm -hmm. just win all the time well i wanted to start you easy but i have other entries too so let's 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 go a little (laughs) higher over 600 million i'll give you minus 110 just domestically again over 600 million minus 110 under 600 million i'll give you even odds it would be the 14th film all time to go over 600 million if it does that what do you think
0: yeah i'd probably put a little bit on there i wouldn't put a lot Okay. I think it'll creep, on
1: the over still creep
0: over six hundred okay. million. Yeah,
1: all right. So maybe about like little... ten bucks. No, right. I, I'd put like a hundred bucks. How about a little higher? Will it go over six hundred and fifty four million? I'll give you even odds for that, or under six hundred and fifty four million. I'll put that at like a minus one oh five, a slight vig. That would put it in the top ten highest grossing domestic box offices ever. Over under six fifty four. <sighs> it's that's close. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably. I'd you probably stay bet.
0: I have to bet. I'd stay away from that bet. It's what I do as a same person. I have to bet my funny money. Then I I mean it's funny, so I'd bet it I bet the over again, but I wouldn't feel good about it. I would bet like
1: your money. <laughs> can is can I do that? We'll do one more. I want to see how far I can press you here. How about seven hundred and eighteen point seven million domestically? I'll, for the over for that, I'll give you plus one twenty. Under, I'll give you minus one fifty. That would put it above Top Gun Maverick for fifth place all time domestically. Over or under seven eighteen point seven for Barbie?
0: Yeah, I'd go under there. I'd go under there because think how long does it have to play in theaters? I mean, it's gonna go half every weekend. Fifty-five million this weekend, twenty-five thirty next weekend it's gonna be hard for it to get there from 406 at the moment right so. I would agree but I also don't I mean this thing has legs it hasn't really slowed down yeah it's slow it's slowing it's slowing plus I'm looking at the uh, theatrical box office or I'm looking at my theatrical parking lots I'm looking at the theatrical box office overall we know we're heading into the early fall which is heavy I mean heavy, NFL football, but it's also like the college kids go back to college, mm-hmm. so maybe there's a a little bit of a boost for a moment. There's a flicker, like the it chapter two, and then there's September. Typically, isn't great, right? Goldfinch, <laughs> exactly. <You've> made... <laughs> so I would I would bet the under, but uh, I wouldn't. So where be, do you think it goes? Be...
1: Give me give me give me a range
0: here. I ultimately think it would it's going to do like six. 60 maybe 670 if i if you had to pin me down six high sixes
1: so the furthest you would go is putting it over uh, putting an over bet on that 654 million dollars you think it's going to enter the top 10 highest domestic grossing films ever yeah but i'd be
0: thrilled if it went higher i really would I, what so what i against your own odds here what would you bet
1: i'd hammer the under 500 million no i don't mm. i it's it's <laughs> I could see it having the type of legs to get to like Top Gun territory. I really could. I'm kind of like you. Like over 654 is where I am given these odds and given this kind of structure is where I would place it. I'd probably bet that and I'd bet the under 718.2. So I'd put it in the top the top ten highest top ten highest domestic grossing ever, but under what Top Gun did last year. Okay,
0: yeah, that makes some sense because Top yeah. Gun really had it had the all of the summer to play out for. And then it kept playing. Although
1: September, I mean, like we talked about, there's not a lot of competition coming out theatrically for those first few weeks, especially. I just think people are busier.
0: Like, sure. when, Top Gun, when Top Gun was hanging, people weren't busy. It was the summer, you know?
1: August, too. There's not a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, what's going to, Strays is going to take away from its box office? It's possible. It's possible.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's never going to be a PLF thing. Not that it ever needed to be, really. Mission Impossible should have debuted this weekend. Mission Impossible screwed it up. They should have just went up against the Flasher, Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, they definitely screwed. They should at least earlier or later. They really screwed that up. Uh, And one of the big reasons why is Oppenheimer, Mike, because Mm -hmm. Oppenheimer did forty six point two domestically in its second weekend. It it is up through Thursday uh, to around two hundred million domestically. It uh, it was four thirty worldwide, but that's not including the global uh, additional grosses from this week these weekdays so people think it's going to get very close if not just slightly over 500 million at the uh box office global box office this weekend according to thr that is and uh yeah we're looking at uh oppenheimer oppenheimer just putting putting uh grosses and putting this summer box office over the top into into special territory mike
1: yeah, and uh, it's special as what it did, Barbenheimer combined, for AMC's, uh, those theater, the theater chain, certainly nationally, if not worldwide. The AMC CEO, Adam Arone, who we've talked about numerous times previously, tweeted out that the opening weekend for Barbenheimer was the company's best weekend in four years, and the July 21st through July 27th week was the single highest grossing week in AMC's 103-year history. Mm. Uh, AMC also released a press release talking about this that gave more details. Here's what it said in part quote. We come to this place for magic. We come to AMC theaters to laugh. To... No, I'm sorry. That's,
0: that's the national anthem. <laughs> the, the kids at my turtle theater last night, they all were screaming it loud. Good. And... Good.
1: I tell you what, nobody's done a bigger 180 on anything than I have on it. Like, if we as a country are going to embrace the absurdity of this thing together, I'm all for it.
0: I, I had fun I got a big kick out of that that, that was unique because I haven't I haven't been in a theater where they, they shouted it out as loud as this one last <laughs> night like I've been where people were all mouthing it and whispering and it was it felt like a cult but this this felt like just yeah they were going at
1: it waiting for the little youths to stand up and put their hands over their hearts next time They'd like say it in unison so here's what the press release actually said quote 65 US AMC locations set their own new single week box office records this includes." 13 AMC locations in the greater Los Angeles market. That press release also gave partial credit not only to Barbenheimer but uh, to outright quasi-religious propaganda film Sound of Freedom and outright quasi-religious propaganda film Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, no, I can see it. Uh, look, I, I think the
0: box office has been helped by a bunch of movies uh, crowding it in a way. Not Haunted
1: Mansion. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean,
0: even Haunted Mansion for theaters, theaters are happy to have Haunted Mansion. Disney think, yeah. is just not happy to have ha- right. Haunted Mansion in theaters right now because Haunted Mansion Mansion only did twenty four point two million on a one hundred fifty to million dollar budget. It did horribly internationally over the weekend. Nine point one. Its Q is probably something around sixty million after t- after eleven twelve days there, Michael, and that's that's really bad. I tweeted
1: this and i've told you the story behind the scenes but someday i will tell everyone the story of how i knew that movie was doomed for failure uh from somebody very involved in the production of it very involved uh sound of freedom now we haven't talked about
0: sound of freedom yet i'm really not for all that familiar with it It's kind of snuck up on me mm. 12.8 million last weekend fourth place mm. over mission impossible to uh, seven 156.5 DBO through Wednesday so apparently people are buying tickets for other people in this mm. like pay it forward thing yeah it seems
1: like a nice thing now so, I I've, I've, I've heard reviews of the movie the re- reviews of the movies are are, are bad. If you know nothing about Sound of Freedom and you just kind of go into it and watch it and take it at face value, then yeah, it's like a cool story about stopping the trafficking of kids in the underground, yeah. st- you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you look into the details of it, you become skeptical is a nice way of putting it. Uh, it's It's got a lot of its, uh, uh, allegedly, I'll say, a lot of its finances in QAnon roots, the story uh the main guy who is about the uh the main character in the story has a lot of uh questionable things that have been said and written about him where he can be taken in uh transphobic and homophobic ways one of the financiers of the film was just himself recently the last few days arrested for child trafficking i believe what? was the charge yeah so there's a lot of um not good things surrounding Sound of Freedom both and I mean Jim Caviezel himself has been accused of being this uh, a a hardcore QAnon disciple and uh, anti-whatever there's a lot of not good things alleged directly and directly about the people involved with both in front of and behind the scenes with Sound of Freedom in general so they're going to take this movie overseas now and make another
0: 50 to 100 million and then they're going to have their studio bankrolled for the next Twenty movies, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. All right. So, damn. Yeah. All right. Mission Impossible Seven did ten point seven, and this movie fell off a cliff without the motorcycle. <laughs> what the hell happened to this movie, Michael? Mission Impossible Seven was supposed to do upwards of Fallout. We thought you, you at think, the very. You think
1: Paramount wants this back, huh?
0: What did they, What did they do, Barbenheimer? just steamrolled it took away all the plfs obviously a lot of box office pods that we like bo boys etc talking about how the plfs was key to it premium large format screens and once mission impossible 7 was not in your imax or was not in your dolby people stopped really going to it and maybe they'll just wait for it at home and it's it's gonna make what 550 finish out with that uh, 300
1: million dollar budget mike 300 million how drastically different do things look if this is released this weekend or the indiana jones weekend i mean indiana jones you'd still only buy yourself one more weekend of runtime right so uh, but if you released it based on what's coming up in the release schedule for august and early september i mean mission impossible could have free reign right now
0: i mean if what would the indiana jones slash mission impossible double features have done to people like all (laughs) grandpa's day out yeah they, but Grandpa wouldn't survive it. There's no way. That would be the end of Grandpa. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. This episode, that, that, the people would not survive those double features. I, I, would, uh, I would not advise it.
1: Well, uh, you saw them both. I mean, mm-hmm. it, can Indiana Jones hold a... Can- I mean, Mission Impossible, we both liked a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I loved Mission Impossible. I I, I liked-ish Indiana Jones, okay. but they're both three-hour-plus movies about,
1: yeah, old white guys just yeah. doing crazy stuff. Yeah. It is interesting that, you know, the radical tone shift between old white guys doing crazy stuff in those movies versus old white white guys in general, or guys in general, I should say, doing uh, things in the Oppenheimer, and in the Barbenheimer weekend, you know, hmm. how those uh, narratives were treated. It, it It's it's been a wild
0: few weeks at the box office yeah. uh one more story is talk to me talk to me debuted with 10.7 million last weekend michael at only 2300 theaters and i'm confused by the overall box office of this i i really am because 15.8 million through thursday on a 4.5 million dollar budget for talk to me uh, i think overseas it's already done like two-ish million so it's like 17 almost 18 million. That's in the black. That's 4x. That's already in the black. And yet, like, I go to the movie theaters last night. I wanted to see Meg to the trench. Mm-hmm. That's why I have my reservation for it. Gotta be the first time that statement's ever been said out loud. <laughs> I get into the parking lot mm-hmm. and I read reviews for Meg to the trench. And good God, did our friends on film Twitter save me? Because I almost walked into that. I was going to do the 3D and everything.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thinking I was going to have a good time. Because reviews didn't come out until the morning, right? For Meg mm. to the Trench. And I just died. I felt like I dodged a bullet. <sighs> I felt like I dodged a shark is what I do. What I did. So I was looking for Talk To Me. heres I'm getting to my point. I was looking for Talk To Me because I really wanted to rewatch Talk To Me. And Talk To Me wasn't playing past like 8 o'clock. I was going to like a 9.30 oh, showing. So I had to go Turtles, which I was happy to go see Turtles again, but I would have preferred Talk to
1: Me. Interesting. interesting. For a rewatch. Because we've already rewatched Barbie and Oppenheimer a couple times. They weren't doing the uh, uh, horror movie. They weren't doing the late-night showing for you.
0: It was bizarre. Thursday night, I figured Talk to Me would be there. Now, Talk to Me is playing late-night showings all all this weekend, so I'm going to probably go see it again this weekend at some point. But, uh, like, that can't be good. Like, that... That can't mean good things for its box office this weekend, and yet, eight twenty four seems to be thoroughly happy with it. I'm guessing maybe that's
1: one they're just trying to get out and get onto VOD since they've already made their money in theatrical with it. I don't that know.
0: would be such a weird move. Uh, anyway, I I squirmed and clenched through through this movie. It was like this genuine combination of dread, scares, and and then like just me rolling my eyes at teenagers. <laughs> Like you,
1: well, that's why I can't. Yeah, I I have. I my desire to see that movie. I love horror. I love a twenty four horror. I just just kill them all. The
0: Here is what I would say: the journey isn't quite as fun as the destination. That's like a rarity for horror movies. Yeah, it is. So this movie I felt had a really wild ending that I was that that made me want to see the rewatch the movie number one, but also made me want to rethink the whole movie number two. So that. That's what's co- right. colored the experience for me, and I'm wondering on a rewatch, will I enjoy the journey more, or not? I I don't know, but it was B plus easy B plus uh, 87 at first blush, I think.
1: Okay, all right, you you did a you did a good job of talking me into that. Maybe I'll uh talking to me into that. Maybe hmm. I'll uh I'll check it out now. All right, I'm anyway. less averse to it as a, than I was.
0: Anyway, I guess we'll round out the top ten. Indiana Jones sucks. Three fifty-seven point eight worldwide <laughs> on a three hundred million dollar budget. Jesus, they're unhappy at Disney. Elementals had some better legs, though. I think the budget was two hundred million. It is now crossing four hundred million worldwide, so it's kind of stayed and lingered in theaters and did solid business internationally. So maybe Elemental can go on PVOD, have a good weekend or two, and they can get close. To their value or maybe in five years from now they'll make their money back for elemental so that yeah. that wasn't as big of a disaster as you you'd have feared
1: it's being talked about as a relative success in the trades It's the first original animated movie since the pandemic to clear the 400 million dollar hurdle hmm. which is stunning considering it had the worst pixar opening since toy story one back in 1995 um 146 million domestic box office gross thus far It's still only above The Good Dinosaur onward and Lightyear in terms of Pixar domestic rakes all time but this is really only Pixar's second testing of international waters since COVID and you could argue it was the first testing because Lightyear was mid-COVID and there's also all kinds of controversy tied to its uh, international openings with that movie so could be its first international testing of the waters for Pixar since the COVID years and the COVID times and it's the first pixar release to do about 250 million internationally since toy story 4 so it's a sign of at least theaters coming back to pre-covid strength in terms of pixar and international box office and things like that so probably not in the black yet but it it looked like it was seriously going to be a money loser and that will not be the case now
0: but aren't you surprised that elemental had legs and when mission
1: impossible seven did not Isn't that wild? Family and horror, right? That's what we keep saying. Those have legs at the box offices through COVID. So yeah, that seems to keep up. But Tom
0: Cruise, the leggiest legger out of leg things. What a
1: weird! What a weird! You know, back to back (laughs) years where he crushes the domestic box office last year with this one offering that would never go away.
0: Yeah.
1: And then this year, it just never really got started.
0: All right, so. Insidious six, the red door there, did three point one million. That's come out on PBOD already, but made a ton of money, which so <laughs> really? is a small budget. 175.5 worldwide, Michael.
1: It's the second highest grossing Insidious of the franchise's five entries domestically. It's the highest worldwide grossing of any Insidious movie ever. And you know, Patrick Wilson plus demons equals money. Patrick Wilson, plus
0: <laughs> put that on a T-shirt. I'm sure that the studio suits are just uh, bringing it, bringing that into every other. His pitch directorial
1: meeting. debut, no less. Don't forget. I mean, he mm. was—he's behind the camera for this Red Door. See, I, I have to watch it now.
0: Well, here I've no. I I feel like I don't have to watch. I feel you like don't. you don't. I, I got that. away with it. Yeah. And David Long, thanks to his reviews again, our film Twitter friends seeing it so we don't have to. Uh, no, I'll probably see the Red Door before the Scaries is what I'll do. But I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna sit back because I don't want to watch a movie that's loud. He said it was like the loudest; it almost broke his <laughs> eardrums. David said, "And Good. is it worth it?" So. Good. That's how I fall asleep. Anyway, to round out the top ten, uh, Spider Verse Two, 1.8 million. That has done 683.1, uh, and that's a great haul on a 100 million dollar production budget. It's sure coming is. out on PVOD next week, and the only bad news about Spider Verse is that Beyond the Spider Verse is off the schedule now uh, from Sony, and we're kind of waiting for what they're going to do with that.
1: We will uh, look ahead from here At the box office The summer could reach a magic number of $4 billion Total, that's from Tom Bruggerman Of IndieWire, he's projecting that And talking about it, and as Tom wrote this may be contingent On whether or not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Can be strong In early August, so Mike, what do we think About uh, those early box office numbers
0: Mixed signals Right now from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3.85 million Tuesday night previews Not great okay mm-hmm. but a 10.2 million dollar wednesday which includes the tuesday night that's pretty good yep. considering you know wednesday grosses but then last night 4.9 for thursday which is not good so 15 Very million down. 15 million to start the weekend it's kind of a roller coaster and i don't know where these projections are going to land or i don't
1: know no, so the deadline says early projections for TMNT Mutant Mayhem are anywhere from thirty-five to forty-five million for the five-day rake. That's a seventy-million-dollar production budget that went into the movie. That would be a good start. Yeah, I, I'm,
0: I'm really confused by the uh, reception, box office uh, presence of it because the two theaters I've been in have been packed. Like last night, nine huh. thirty showing, there was like thirty people in there. Oh. And that was that was a good crowd especially because I saw when I'm when I'm clicking my reservation there's only a couple of spots taken and only 20 minutes later walk-ups must have just went into the movie or oh. maybe these kids maybe these kids are just sneaking into the movie but <laughs> well, why did they sneak into <laughs> Ninja Turtles of all movies they don't have to sneak into Ninja Turtles anyway I it was a, a raucous crowd they had fun with it uh, my brother and I Michael, May have had the best time we've had at the movie theaters in a long, long life of going to movies together. And look, this is gonna in turtles, turtles. This is gonna shock the world for '80s babies right now. But I don't, I don't remember having a better time at a Ninja Turtles movies. What? Uh, ever. <laughs> Even like kid, as a kid, dancing in the aisle. I was so happy watching Mutant Mayhem on my first watch. Now last night I sobered up a little bit. I stopped drinking the Kool-Aid. I stopped being the kid with the nostalgia overflowing. The kid at a birthday party, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't the same. It wasn't necessarily that it's always sunny at the going back to the Chuck E. Cheese place episode, which we're just <laughs> did you see that one? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you I have to watch it. that. Yeah. There was a couple great sunny in Philadelphia episodes this season, but the story is so goofy that like the exposition dumps are so bad that it does like take the piss out of it on on rewatch but the characters are so fun the animation is is gorgeous and weird at times and and i just i love the voice work it's and it's funny the first watch the first watch i'm laughing and giggling like an idiot for two hours and i'm sitting next to babies like two-year-olds and i'm sitting there just i'm laughing more than they
1: are so that's what made the the experience great is that you and your brother both received it that well. The, the yeah. comedic notes hit and all that. They hit us on the first time. Now the
0: rewatcher laughing at a few less things, but right. I was uh, I was delighted. I was delighted and surprised, and you know that's the best feeling when you are you're, you're pleasantly surprised by a movie that you know just uh, you know surpasses your expectations. So I'm like B plus eighty nine. I'm I'm drawing up all my charts and my, my rankings and we're doing the summer Oscars episode. I'm like, this has to be nominated for animated feature, Mike. We got Spider-Verse already, mm-hmm. but Mutant Mayhem was awesome. I'm watching the animation level here. It is it's it is next level. And look, Suzumi, Ele- Elemental, Nimona, Mario, like, they can all wind up and factor into this race. And I know The Boy and the Heron and Wish are likely in for, for later in the year, but... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
1: Mutant Mayhem. I I would bang the table. So, let's put your money where your mouth is. Let's do another prop bet here. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. It's an animated feature from Nickelodeon Studios, it's distributed by Paramount, which is a company that only has Paw Patrol: The Mighty Movie as possible competing animated films on its upcoming release calendar for 2023. So, if they are going to campaign for the animated feature category, they're going to probably put their resources into TMNT Mutant Mayhem. So, here are the odds. <laughs> Ninja you're, Turtle. How, hold Go on. Ahead. How Go much
0: ahead. money did I lose already on Barbie? So I bet well, the over on six
1: fifty four. Yeah, that's where you. That's where you put your money. Yeah, so you're you're an even sixty six fifty four over was even odds. So okay. if you put a hundred dollars there, that's what you're. That's what you're risking right now. Here are the okay. odds for Ninja Turtles uh, to miss the shortlist for animated feature, mm-hmm. plus one thousand. You're that confident? I, I'm going off of your word of mouth. I'm going off of the box office, which is still relatively strong. To miss the short list would be rough. So if I put, if I put five hundred dollars, yep, on it making the shortlist, I win a hundred no, based on your no, next you, odd. Well, yes, yes. I'm well. You're jumping the gun. Good God. Right. Can I set it up for you? <laughs> yes. To make the shortlist list is minus five hundred. So yes, that would be risk five hundred to win a hundred dollars of profit if it just makes the short list. Oh, jeez. So you, but you, you forced me to
0: bet everything Barbie. So I don't know how much money I lost already. Yeah, this I is think... a single bet. You can only bet one of these. Okay, I can bet one of these. Yeah. I would, I would bet
1: to make the short list, but go over your next two. I All think. right. Uh, to make Oscar nomination at minus 300 right now, which is probably way too heavy a VIG, but you were very, very high on it, and I don't know where we would get if it's not in right now. To one of the last two slots I don't see any other two movies Which are locks So it should probably be minus 150 But I put minus 300 Because I'm a greedy house I would be tempted But I, I would
0: stay away to be honest with you, so therefore I wouldn't bet it to win Animated Feature at plus 250 either. That Spider-Verse is going to win and if Spider-Verse doesn't win, Boy and the Heron probably wins.
1: And if Boy and the Heron doesn't win, Wish probably wins, right? I I would agree with that assessment right now, although I don't think it even gets to Wish. I think it's going to be one of those two, and I think it's going to be Spider, right? Spider-Verse has got it, I think. But DC League of Super Pets made the shortlist last year, so... That's what I'm saying. It's tough short... to miss the shortlist.
0: Yeah, it, it's got to make the shortlist.
1: So... So you would put? I put five hundred dollars. Five hundred to win a hundred. To win a hundred. All right, all right. We will see. You don't well, have faith in making nomination. You just talked about how it's a lock. I I want you it. Coward. To make, I coward.
0: <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're, you're right. Even when fun, even playing with funny money. I, this is why I don't gamble that much. This is
1: this is why this is the whole part of this practice is to make a give you make you a hardened veteran better. Look at these odds and laugh in the face of the gambling gods. I feel like the
0: freaking kids following Pinocchio to the amuse- amusement park right now. <sighs> Nothing shall go wrong, right? Right?
1: You really, so you just went, this is hilarious in retrospect, you just spent time talking, running down the animated feature category, and you're like, this has to be a nomination. It's a lock nom. We just don't know who the fifth one is. I give you 300, and you're like, no, nah, I can't do it. I I wrote
0: that. I wrote that bravura <laughs> before I rewatched the movie, and I rewatched the movie, and it came back to you. Actually, thankfully, this was the one, prop bet I was I was privy <laughs> to like the, the next one I have no idea what you're going to ask me. Uh-huh. Um it's so at the end of the episode too when you're winded and tired and ready to oh, go. Oh perfect. No, I got two for you coming. But okay, they right, they're not yeah. like out of vengeance or anything, but that. No. Well, this isn't
1: I thought this was a layup. You say in the dark, this is a lock
0: nomination. So, I'm, oh okay, I'll give him this. I had said I had said previously. I went back to it last night. I'm like there's no way they're going for this shit. <laughs> There's turtles and flies and lizard people. <laughs> My God, this is nonsense.
1: <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong. I would vote for it, but I—I I I was going to do a prop bet about uh, there being a shredder appearance, which I have not seen the movie. I know there has to be, but I didn't want to make you force you That would be hilarious if I forced you to ruin it, <laughs> to spoil the movie. <laughs> nah,
0: I won't do that. But nah. I will say, I will say, I avoided Meg to the Trench. That was projected to make thirty million this weekend, and I'm guessing you would probably take the under. This is not
1: a prop bet, but I, I'm I'm going with an under on thirty million. Yeah, I, well, based on what, I, again, I've only seen the reviews that you have brought to my attention. So mm. maybe there is a whole Meg Two cult out there that's going to bombard the box office and turn this into the next Elite Battle Angel type thing. But if not, hey, then yeah, I would take the under. How do you screw that up? Giant shark summer movie. How do you screw that up? They screwed it up, apparently. It was good marketing, too. The playing off the Jurassic World Dominion, or whatever Jurassic World, whatever mm. those movies are. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: cartoon dinosaurs. Maybe it was just too fake, like the cartoon sharks. And Could be. We, we would rather have giant bombs going off in miniature than cartoon sharks. Mm. That's mm. where we're at as a nation, and i'm i'm I am appreciative for that, Michael, some very quick Oscar news Janet Yang was reelected as the academy president for her second term. She will have a host of new officers for this uh for this term, but uh and Janet Yang, I think we still trust, right yeah, just let's let's get some momentum on having stunts be a category, yeah. That would be good. Uh, I I do know that Tom Cruise was lobbying Mm -hmm. SAG-AFTRA while Mission Impossible was coming out for this to happen. And I don't know if he made any headway. But uh, we will uh, talk about uh, where the strike has gone for a few minutes. And I'll start with this because we've alluded to the release date real estate shifts a few times couple of oscar hopefuls challengers poor things drive away dolls they have all moved off of september this is not good news for people hopeful that the strike will be resolved soon if they're moving off of the calendar a month from now. And even worse news is what Sony did, Mike.
1: Yeah, Sony, shuffle, shuffle, Sony shuffled their schedule. Mm-hmm. Good God. Screw you. You wrote this copy, <laughs> and you did it on purpose. I'm naturally, a, naturally alliterative. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sony moved their projects around, let's say. Gran Turismo gets bumped two weeks. I don't know what the point of that is from August 11th to August 25th this year why two weeks uh, yeah, it
0: did make sense okay, show shoney shuffle their she shows
1: <laughs> Craven the hunter sh- is going to be august 30th of 2024 <laughs> it is no longer coming out this october uh and like you said earlier the last headline the big sody headline spider-man beyond the spider-verse removed from its march 29th 2024 date uh it has not been announced for a new date yet so if the strike
0: does get resolved do you feel as if these movies can move back, or do you think we've gone too far?
1: No, we've never seen precedent.
0: They, yeah, I think once they move, they're moved. All right. So that's the thing. We've 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 seen a few weeks worth of some fierce rhetoric. Culminating in yet another rousing speech from Fran Drescher in New York City on Tuesday, calling studio leadership, quote, greed-driven and disrespect- disrespectful. And later she said that, quote, it's counterintuitive to screw the people who are foundational to your business model, she said. And uh, the SAG versus AMPTP doesn't look Thank like you. it's getting close to any kind of resolution, especially when we get SAG you know, closing ranks in a way.
1: Yeah, there have been some uh, deep-pocketed SAG members have made some uh, big donations and huge donations in the fund. Seth MacFarlane donated a million dollars. Dwayne The Rock Johnson made a high seven-figure gift that's uh, noted as the largest gift ever given to uh, the SAG fund. It'd be nice if they can come together, as I know the writers have their own fund too. If mm. uh, I-, I would imagine giant donations from the actors outweigh the biggest donations any writer has given the writers fund even though obviously there's some deep-pocketed wga members out there yeah there's a big
0: list on a couple of articles like spielberg and a lot of people have been 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 contributing and it it is encouraging i would say uh, for certain otherwise sag aftra has created a bunch of waivers for indie film productions like we've been saying for a while and covering to resume filming at those productions as long as they adhere to a you know the quote list of fair deal stipulations that the guild is is negotiating towards or whenever they start negotiating again Uh, bride hard starring rebel wilson an untitled guy ritchie movie and of course the viola davis film g20 Uh, Those have been in the news quite a bit. Viola Davis, for the opposite reasons, because she was actually granted the waiver, but she has chosen to stay on the picket lines and uh, not go back to work on the production. She deserves a break, though, right? I mean, she can anyway. uh, The W
1: that's for sure. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) The, The the WGA now, the WGA strike. There has been a development because the WGA and the AMPTP have agreed to set some meetings and get back to the negotiation table, Michael. So I actually can throw a prop bet at you now. All right. I have two dates. The first date is September 25th. September 25th. I will give you an over-under. September 25th. What are you picking, first of all? I'll give you odds, and then you can decide how much you bet. Do I I understand this correctly? You're doing good so far. I'm proud of you. So, September 25th, do you think the strike's going to wind up over or under that?
1: Does over mean beyond? Beyond. For the WGA?
0: For the WGA.
1: And what are my odds here?
0: I would give you minus 300 for, well, you, you, you know, I think... Minus for, 300. Can I just say a number, and then you just say yes? Yes, you'll give me money? <laughs> when do I get the money?
1: So minus 300 for the over? <laughs> minus 300 for the over, yes. All right, what do you give me for the under? What are the odds in the under?
0: Okay, What's I just, get what you. I get it now. Yeah, minus yeah. Uh, so have, or plus? Excuse yeah. me. No, no, wait, wait.
1: No, it'd have to be a plus. It would have to be. If you're minus 300, if you're that heavy on the over, you'd have to give me some kind of plus. On correct, the correct. So I have to give you plus... Six hundred? No, be less than that. So the number would probably be less than. So if it's minus three hundred, you're probably like plus two at the most. Okay. Wow. So you
0: actually helped me out there. Yeah. You guided me. You pointed. If you, gave to me, the- if you
1: gave me six plus six hundred, I would take it just to take it because those are great odds. I
0: love this casino. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even but if you took those odds and you're just you know hilariously you could wrong. Be wrong,
1: yeah, I I think WGA. Look, I mean, they're meeting supposedly today on the 4th as we record this, so, you know, this could all be wrapped up by the time we actually get this episode. I don't think that's going to happen, and the WGA has warned their... Their membership—that you know, this is straight out of the strike playbook that the A and PTP ran in 2008, where there was a lot of start-stop negotiation. They don't think they're coming in good faith. They think they're just kind of uh, keeping up performances and presentations as a formality, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, The A and PTP, for their part, has pushed back on this, say it's disheartening or disappointing to hear the WGA say this. I think, I think they want to crush the WGA and they want to make them hurt. Um, so I think this is going to be into December for the WGA. So I, w- oh, wow. I would I would take the over pretty. I, I would probably hammer it. I hope mm. I'm wrong, and I hope the WGA gets everything they're asking for because it's not at all unreasonable. And let's get back to work for everyone. But I, I don't I don't see the PTP doing that.
0: So the next date I had was Halloween. And oh was, yeah, yeah. So. San- it, I would go, yeah. I, would, I mean, you give me the same odds. No, I would. I would change the odds a little okay. bit. I would what figure, are you I mean, I had even odds for October thirtieth.
1: So you think you're saying you think this is going to resolve itself before Halloween? Yeah. Wow. I, I was hopeful. I mean, what they makes you said what immediate. makes you think that? The, the fact that
0: the studios can't have it go that long, that like it would kill the studios. It would really hurt. Never mind the writers. It would hurt both sides. I think. Cause i don't think I don't think the studio position is as strong as they make it out to be probably is true that's probably a good point like they really have to be ramping up and getting productions going again so that they can fill out a schedule for the for the next year like those stranger kid things kids are going to be
1: old (laughs) they come back in their (laughs)
0: mid-30s yeah what the hell you know dungeons and dragons is stupid right (laughs) it's gonna look like a 1990s high school movie all these characters are gonna be 30
1: no that's a good point that's a really good point anyway even odds so you're giving me even odds on over i don't know i think so what am i you tell me what i'm giving you if, if you're going to you, you could give me even odds on over if you're if you're confident that you think it'll resolve itself before and under you would do probably like a 1 minus 110 -110 minus 110.
0: Wow so I have to that's the thing about these odds I didn't uh I didn't know I had to give you so many per permutations This
1: is good I I want this to turn you into just this hardcore degenerate gambler <laughs> Like I want I want to ruin you with this practice. But you know how you you know you how you're going to get
0: me there How is that I need more slang I need more terminology. You want that more I can inside just, talk? Yeah, I want to feel cooler, like you and Dave talking. And because
1: Dave's got, <laughs> but Dave's got his own. Language. I assure you, Dave and I don't feel cool. It, we just feel like addicts. <laughs> he's like the
0: horse is in the caboc... <laughs> <laughs> he just got all these saying, sayings that are, are brilliant, and I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. I don't know if it's good, it's good or bad. Like he. <laughs> Like we could be at a horse race together and he could be telling me that right at the ticket, you know, the ticket uh, right or at no. the right where yep. I'm purchasing the odds. I don't know. I'll just ticket hand the guy yeah. money. Yeah, <laughs> the tickets. I just hand the guy money. Like, what do you want, Dave? What
1: do I want? <laughs> I like that. You think it's us thinking we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, we're like... just Two men who have been financially beaten down by life.
0: I'm definitely Fredo.
1: Fredo. (laughs) All right. I like that. I like your confidence that this is going to wrap up, though. I mean, like, I I think there is something to the idea that the studios are posturing, which Hmm. I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. But also, if a small studio like Dropout has the foresight to, like, have six months plus worth of content stored up, I would have to think that something like Warner Brothers does as well. Yeah, but that's the that's the like it all comes down to when are these studios gonna actually start feeling something and i mean zasloff the him uh came out i think in variety it was i didn't i only saw the headline of it I didn't read it um but I think he just said that the strike has actually saved studios close to one hundred million dollars like shut up no it hasn't it,
0: it, the, the posturing and the bluster is nuts yeah. it's just nuts and uh, yeah i he, he God, he he can't stay out of like he's walking through. Just stop speaking. He just needs to go away. Like, (laughs) I didn't they sideline him. That's the problem. You can't tell these guys to shut up, though. Well, the problem
1: is that he's doing exactly what he was hired to do, wildly successfully. Like WB's Mm -hmm. books look great under Zaslav. It's It's just that morally, they're a repugnant company right now, but financially, which is all that matters in Hollywood anyway. Like, they're saving all kinds of money. They're slashing all their budgets. They're licensing out all their goods. They're rolling in it.
0: They're doing better, apparently, by base, again, based on Wall Street, uh, you know, metrics right now. It's <laughs> just that everybody hates them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the one saving grace of uh, WB has been, of course, Barbie. And we'll, we'll get to yeah. their next big, big movie, but uh, Barbie has really bailed them out. Mm-hmm ironically because there are they are the uh, Mattel boardroom in the movie <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's do some trailer reviews uh, before I review a bunch of films in a rapid fire succession I hope radical radical is one of the newest trailers released this from IFC films it's coming out on October 20th radical is the Sundance award winner the comedy about a grammar or a middle school teacher I can't tell how old this comedy. Is this comedy it's uh it's supposed to be like this uh this this really funny uh well maybe a dramedy but uh a eugenio derbez stars and this is certainly kind of a i mean i thought it was a what part of this trailer made you laugh the the end when the kid was gonna <laughs> blow himself up i thought that was hilarious yeah <laughs> i thought it was a charming tra- trailer so i like the little relationship between the teacher and the principal you know he's this professor and the, the principal's like what the hell are you doing here professor why are you teaching these kids and he's like maybe it's the worst decision of my life
1: or something it was funny i did not think this was a comedy at all you know what the, the funniest part of this was was trying to get uh, the YouTube subtitles in English which are done by YouTube and not by the studio that made the trailer and they were so horribly bad <laughs> why did you do that? That's why you I, didn't know what the hell was going on <laughs> I, it is I didn't see any I mean what I the one I clicked on had no subtitles it was all in it was just Spanish
0: oh. Did so I I, get, mm.
1: I, did, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> okay, maybe I. Uh,
0: <laughs> maybe I'm giving the branchester right now. Maybe
1: I gave you the wrong link. Is it possible I watched the one for a completely different movie? No, it was this movie. I'm watching it now. Yeah, I, it's just this, it says radical.
0: <laughs> anyway, I think uh, <laughs> I think the desk math scenario, you know, opening was kind of to fun me. Today. This
1: is a movie about a butcher making cured
0: meats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, well, That's
1: the trailer I watched. No,
0: well, We're one for one so far <laughs> on the trailer segment. Uh, you see, I'm all out of whack now. I'm rattled because I'm like, I don't know if I've lost real or fake money. I but you're doing well.
1: I, I'm proud of you for your first prop bet for setting the lines as the house. You did well. Okay. You thought it, you thought it didn't it sound true. like I did well. It no, sounded like
0: well. my uncle teaching me blackjack. <laughs> And then even when I play it correctly, I lose my money. He's like, that's all right. You played it. Well, that's, you, yeah, that's, that's, how you, that, that's how you That's how you have to
1: play it. That's, that's what gambling is, Mike. And that's why I laugh when you say Dave and I sound cool. <laughs> I played it exactly right, and I lost yeah, $100. Ex- that's what ga- – welcome to gambling.
0: <laughs> Gosh darn it. Michael, let's uh, briefly talk about Dune 2, the final trailer. You are not a fan.
1: I don't like it's not even that I'm not a fan it's just like this feels like this is the 6th movie in this franchise already and I just do not care. It's been I like the blue the eyes fourth. nose breathy thing a mm. lot of sand mm. egghead butler
0: <laughs> egghead but- it's been like the fourth trailer to be fair and the last one got delayed quite a bit. Remember because there's that whole that whole big thing with the health and the <laughs> world remember that thing Vague. anyway I like this trailer more than the last two trailers because it was more of a an action movie setup, and the last one was like this religious political thriller or religious polisai whatever mm-hmm. going on with the fake messiah BS. I mean, that's could work, but I don't know. I, I'm hoping more of the Florence Pugh, Christopher Walken power behind the throne. What kind is of thing Florence Pugh's
1: character right now other than just a reporter? The daughter of the Emperor. But all she does is talk about things into her walkie-talkie thing. Christopher Walken is the Emperor, and the
0: (laughs) Emperor is the one that has basically moved these two
1: nations on the chessboard to fight each other. They're doing Christopher Walken dirty, too, because he looks like he is 314 years old in the one still we get of him.
0: Well, it's a pretty powerful camera, so the camera's zooming in capturing every little detail of how old he is poor guy <laughs> i thought he looks good i thought i mean i like that he, he gives that role some gravitas what if he just repeats uh <laughs> the speech from what was that tarantino pulp fiction not not the not pulp that'd be even funnier <laughs> <laughs> in his
1: ass yeah. i mean that's the walking speech
0: you know, I'm thinking of Dennis Hopper and that stupid... Dennis Hopper was interrogating him with that terrible story. Uh, in uh, True Romance, it was. Oh, well, okay. Anyway, what the hell? To
1: your father. He stuck it in the only place he knew. He would never find it. <laughs> He's talking to an eight-year-old kid.
0: <laughs> it's a great scene. Uh, Batista versus Brolin. Do you have any juice for that fight? Do you have any juice for Egg Elvis versus Chalamet? Yes, to both. Uh, no, but I, come on. Do, do you really? Because we, we barely saw Bautista in the last movie.
1: Well, barely. I, I, I mean, I have juice, but it's wrong. Like, I want Elvis and Bautista to kill the heroes.
0: You, <laughs> you're you rooting for the package? Yeah. I just, all I really care about is I want to see, like, Rebecca Ferguson kill Skarsgård slow. That's what I want to see. <laughs> and I don't even know if that happens. Like, I, don't, can't, I can't remember if that happens in the book or not. I don't.
1: I, I can't remember.
0: I read if the book. I, how do out.
1: I get to the point where I'm an all-powerful being that's being dipped slowly into a mud bath on a daily basis? <laughs>
0: you got to win a lot more fake bets, my friend. <laughs> you got to get all you got to get a lot more wealthy and funny money. Uh, but like th- I guess it's better than Sting versus Dale Dale Cooper. You know, uh, looking for sure. Miss Palmer there, sure. but Sure.
1: Uh, look, uh, you don't you don't like this either. I don't like it either. No, I
0: don't love it, but it's it's better than the the last crap we got. The mm. meaning from the eighties. The last life? trailer. Oh yeah, it's definitely better than that. Yeah, yeah. That was unwatchable, and yeah. somehow I watched it. <laughs> Michael, this is where your second prop bet's going to come in. From Go me, ahead. Golda. We have a trailer for Golda. This is the Golda Meir biopic from Guy Native. He is, uh, of course, as you guys know, the Oscar-winning short filmmaker, uh, which means he is uh, under five foot six. And no, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Because short people aren't under five foot six. We, that was a Napoleon joke I was very upset about. Anyway, Guy Nativ won a short film for Skin in twenty eighteen, which became the feature film starring Jamie Bell. Remember Jamie Bell had all the tattoos, and he was like what, this undercover. What an unexpected joke from you, neo-Nazi! Oh, well, such a bad joke. No, that, it was great. Uh, if not for your laughing, uh, I would have demanded been cut immediately. <laughs> but th- anyway, solid director. Here's the issues with Golda. August twenty fifth is the release date. Yes. And that's really it, because otherwise I love Helen Mirren. You got an
1: A-list actress uglying herself up, playing a historical figure who's a a woman in a position of power fighting the patriarchy in a time of crisis.
0: She's already succeeded with this playbook before. She won an Oscar for it, for the Queen. Liev Schreiber's going to be in it. Bleecker Street's on a bit of a roll here. I've really enjoyed their last few movies with uh, Emily and the Lesson, Michael.
1: So... I think we're both high on this movie, right? This is f- plus forty five hundred for uh, to, win. T- to, to win, to win to uh, win. Helen, uh, Helen Mirren for lead actress plus forty like five hundred for for this role. She's not going to win, but here, uh, I, why? Why not? Because the actress categories won. are so wide open right now.
0: You're right, but she's already won, so that there's not a there's not. A sense of urgency to give her another win, necessarily. However, Michael, uh, you're confident. You're confident. Be mm-hmm. confident. Okay. I'll give you some odds on Helen Mirren for Golda nominations. Okay. Now remember, the Gotham's have have a, a lead category that's ten people long. It's it's men and women. Yep. Uh, I'll give you even money that she's nominated for the the Gotham's. What would you okay. bet there? I. I even money, Helen Mirren yeah. nominated for the Gothams.
1: I'd I'd I put a couple hundred dollars down. A couple hundred. Yeah, yeah. 200. Money, yeah. 250.
0: Two, Give me 250. 250. All right. So 250 on the Gothams. Uh, BAFTA long list. You would think she would make the BAFTA long list. Minus 500. Would you start putting like, bigger uh, money? that's
1: a good odd. Uh, it's a good odd. Uh, yeah, I I do the five hundred. Yeah, I'll take
0: that five hundred to win hundred. Sure. Golden Globes minus
1: one hundred. Nah. Well, minus one hundred is even odds.
0: Golden Globes minus two hundred.
1: <laughs> As I said. Uh, I would avoid it. I would
0: avoid it. Critics' Choice plus two fifty.
1: Who? Yeah, I put a hundred bucks on that. Go. To now 50, you could five, get dollars well, eight, 850 right now. Okay, I'm good. You could get you could get 8 noms
0: in the critics choice lead actor.
1: Right, category. that's what I'm that's yes, that's my that's my thinking.
0: But you're only going to get you're only going to get 5 noms in the Oscars category. So if I give you plus 650 uh, for an Oscar nom.
1: Uh, I like oh. it. <laughs> 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 I uh, where am I financially in life
0: <laughs> this, is, this is what this this might be teaching the worst habits for us in gambling because we can't keep track of this real time because it's not real money if
1: to, I'm it. where I am now in life and I have a thousand dollar like I'm I I'm debating whether or not to put a thousand dollars on this bet I would Ooh. put I would put 50 bucks on the Oscars odds I wow. wouldn't bet the f- minus 500 for real but I would put 50 on the Oscars and I would put Probably two hundred at least on the uh, Gotham's. So the surest bet, the bath, the long list, the
0: minus five hundred, you just wouldn't touch.
1: It's just too heavy that ne- a vig, a negative number. Mm. But it's I I agree with the line. Like wow. that's why those you know Vegas isn't into giving money away on sure things. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hell. <laughs> that's a good. Plus 650 is, like, tasty, too. It's not like you're not going to get rich off it, but it's, it's enticing enough. It's high enough to, like, take a little bit home, a little sprinkle. That's good. You're doing good. You're doing well. All right. So is it, this is giving you what you need so far? <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> scratching my itch.
0: <laughs> I feel like Helen Hunt in that sex movie. <laughs> <laughs> is that like...
1: Terrible. Analogy.
0: Michael, you got to review the Marvels. Uh, the Marvels had a trailer, too.
1: Why did I not know or remember this is Nia DaCosta's movie? Oh, yeah. It, I, well, she came on... Anyway, but th-
0: this movie's been in the can for forever, right? Or Has whatever. it? I don't know. Marvel, all of their movies got bumped and moved, and again, that whole health scare, that fake health <laughs> scare a couple years back kind of moved things around, right? That old
1: liberal propaganda. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, plus was, this it, was a funny trailer. I mean, yeah. it, it explains a little more about what the hell is going on and why their powers are getting crisscrossed and all that. I'm kind of neutral on Captain Marvel.
0: I've tried to rewatch it, and it's fine. It's solid. I'm down on Secret Invasion. I'm watching that. Nobody right now. likes Secret Invasion. From what I've four read. episodes in, and it sucks. Yeah, like, how do you make Samuel Jackson a dork? I don't understand how they screwed that up. That should be such a layup of a storyline, too. No, it, it's it's just like oh, he's a scroll, she's a scroll, they're
1: scrolls.
0: Stupid, not good. Anyway, Miss Marvel was really good. I have to find a book where Helen Mirren is offered at plus six fifty
1: to make the Oscars. <laughs> Michael, we're talking about the Marvels. <laughs>
0: Nia DaCosta, good director. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You keep uh, talking. <laughs> but I, here's here's what I'll tell you. I like how they're dealing with the super being problem, right? Because we've seen this unstoppable hero just be unstoppable in movies. But this is like this funny, clever twist where their powers are intertwined and therefore they probably can't use their powers for like, I don't know, at least a third of the movie, probably two thirds of the movie. And then you have Beastie Boys while they're teleporting. <laughs> and one of my favorite Beastie Boys I songs. wonder
1: if Nia and DaCosta was upset about Guardians 3 coming out before this movie. Or if she had, maybe she had nothing to do with the Beastie Boys being in the trailer, and that was all the marketing. uh, Whoever they, you know, sent this out to to cut the trailer for. It's they're, I mean, to get the Beastie Boys,
0: that's not easy. So I, I think, uh, I think she's, she's, she can't be that mad at the Guardians because Guardians was a third movie. This is the second one. They're trying to build a trilogy out of the Marvels. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, but having
0: that. I mean, the Beastie Boys have a very, very specific sound. Oh, right. Oh, okay. I yeah. got you now. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And No, nah, in... there's enough Beastie Boys to go around. Yeah.
1: Don't you think? I think Intergalactic fits this trailer very well, just the same as No Sleep Till Brooklyn fit where it's used in that movie very well.
0: The internet, for whatever reason, the internet is much lower on the Marvels than, than I am. For whatever reason. Does that make sense? Yes. Sexism.
1: okay. okay. <laughs> Racism. Any ism. I mean, look at the time. Brie Larson was killed before Captain Marvel and during Captain Marvel's release. Okay. She was destroyed by the internet because of the dopes out there talking about how this is feminist propaganda. When the, when the Marvels
0: had its first trailer and I was in the movie theater watching it, people were delighted. I, I was
1: like delighted. this
0: trailer a lot. My mother was sitting next to me. I forget what movie we were watching. Maybe it was Guardians, for all I know. Down Abbey. Oh. <laughs> Down Abbey. New beginning. What In space! What a night. What an evening. Pleasant evening. And and we watched that trailer. We were like, oh, that looks great.
1: I also, like, uh, I have not watched uh, the show, but... Ivan Vellani as Kamala Khan. She seems perfectly cast
0: out. Uh, that was one of my favorites, favorite shows in the series yeah. thus far. Anyway, uh, why are we transitioning to Saw X? Because I didn't order this doc properly, but we got a
1: trailer for Saw (laughs) X. I hate myself. I really hate myself because I was like, this is unnecessary. This is going to be so paint by numbers. They're just bringing Tobin Bell back as a cash grab. And everything I thought about this is true. And it was predictable. And it was kind of bland. And by the end of it, I was like, man, I cannot wait to see Saw X. <laughs> okay. Well, so something must have grabbed you. Could it it's have been? Just, it's just the... Uh, it's, I will always stand for Saw. Is it Ugh. what it is? It's more backstory than I thought we were getting it's there. A like mid- I, somebody described it as a mid cool Because it's the middle of, of that, of John whatever's story. You know franchise IP movie making culture has gone too far when we have mid quotes right yeah I mean but also it fits in the timeline and your brother sent me a great meme that was like so many so many movies are spending millions on de-aging technology and Saw X was like fuck it just put Tobin Bell in a backwards hat
0: (laughs) make him look like a skeleton (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty funny. My brother was funny. Good. Yeah, it was good, good for him. He's like I, a dad now. Dad, he hasn't been funny. in... when was when was Sage born?
1: He hasn't been funny since. No, I'm kidding. The Reagan administration. <laughs> well, uh, I will be seeing Saw, Saw X. Do you have any appeal for this movie? Yet? No, I will not see. I yeah.
0: refuse to see this. You're not even going to talk me into it. You're not going to weasel me into it. And there's no way I do. I, I do not want to see the
1: it. to the MMO rewatch series Vomit. leading He's up to that. Blah. Vomit on the table. No way. Did you watch the Chris Rock one that came out during the pandemic? No, I, I did not. Did you? Yes, of course I did. I watch every Saw. I, I, I'm a stand for Saw. This is my whole
0: reasoning. I liked the first Saw, and then I did not like any other Saw. Did you? How many have you watched? Have you seen them all? I've probably seen like three. That's it. You, you Gave gotta, up. You got to get Saw Five was good. Uh, I got to get through four.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, right. All right. We got to we got to hurry up here at the end. Making the case you have a list of movies that you have watched. You've been doing your good your good boy critic thing. Uh, I have not cuz I've been in video <laughs> game hell. There's My a good mo- boy critic thing. Well, there's a your video boy game. Boy Scout watched too many movies. <laughs> there's a video game called The Quarry that uh-huh. I I've, I've spent 20 hours on so far and I've already beaten it twice, but like there's supposedly a 108 it's a choose your own adventure type thing and you make choices within the game that uh, that change the way the game plays out from that point on and there's 189 different endings i was looking up and there's one in particular that i have to chase down I, like i have to get this ending out of my system so that's what i've spent literally my nights for the last week doing instead that of watching a- anything.
0: Very smart way to. to Well, because you listen,
1: listen. (laughs) You making fun of me aside, usually what I'll do with movies at night, right, is I'll put them on and I'll, I'll, especially if it's late at night, I'll be playing like MLB the Show, and the movies will be my background noise. But like, I usually don't play narrative driven video games, but when I do, it's I have to give them my attention. I can't have background noise on, especially something as pertinent as my decisions. I don't know if I've
0: ever been more offended in my life. You play
1: video games while you're watching movies? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that we need to review? No, no. Not that we need uh, to review. That I, but... like, review for fun. <laughs> and the, like, what we're watching say, Yeah. <laughs> like, Christ. I brought a Game Boy into the theater for Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> I set up my own TV and plugged in a PlayStation. <laughs> Mike's doing, like... Dance, dance,
0: revolution in the aisles <laughs> with his bright light of his Nintendo. It's not enough free space to roam. <laughs> They're talking about
1: the freaking uh, no in movies. Chevalier that, incident. That watch that I watch for like what we're watching segments. Those will be my background. The movies will be my background noise. But this, this is
0: not any better. Just can't you just freaking watch? why is your why? This is TikTok's fault. It's TikTok's fault. This this. It's, culture's going to hell And you think for some reason That you're a part of this TikTok culture No you, only, you have no attention span Where's your attention span? Listen You need to do like A criterion collection That's what you need to do You need to sit down And study Remember the South well, when Park when we episodes? do
1: Franchise rewatch series I, I do But like if mm-hmm. I If I know we're not Going to talk about a movie The fuck do I care? <laughs>
0: But you half what It's it's not even half ass It's like a, a quarter-ass.
1: No, you that's quarter-ass not true. And this is what you. I talked about last, like a couple couple weeks ago when we did this. Like if it grabs my attention, I'll obviously I'll, I'll sit and watch it. But you got to grab my attention.
0: Well, uh, 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 <laughs> out of your peripheral vision.
1: <laughs> no, it's. Not. I will watch it. I see. Uh, back to the game. Watch it. Back to the game. Watch it. <laughs> 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 Penetration. All right, I guess. I and then it just it. kind of ends. <laughs> well,
0: I did watch these movies, and and look, maybe the dual screen thing exists in my watching of these movies as well. But I'm like, yeah. I paint- wait a minute, that's
1: true. You say you're on the fucking laptop all the time. I do,
0: I do. But I'm not like playing. Like you don't have to click on the laptop all the time.
1: How do you get to a different website, Michael?
0: I don't have to have my converse, concentration. How do you
1: scroll down an article?
0: If you're playing a video game, your concentration's got to be on one screen more than the other. Whereas I would I can argue the same if you're, the lapped, if you're typing something. I can write while I watch the screen, while, while I watch my TV. That's, no, that I don't buy. I do not buy that
1: for a second.
0: I do it all the time.
1: I did it this morning. I'm going to sit at your, I'm gonna come up with a pop quiz on a movie that you have on while you're typing, and we'll see what you score. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I just watched all these movies that way, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see here. But no, I, I get what you're saying a little bit. I'll give you some credit, but Stephen Curry underrated. I, where, where, I we got you got to set me up again. I watched two documentaries. You did. So, you, well, so
1: you're making the case here for two docs and documentary feature. You think? <laughs>
0: Two B pluses, two sports docs. And Stephen Curry underrated. I've seen it in a lot of top fives, top tens for documentary feature because it's awesome. And they did something really wild with his career timeline where they intercut like all the college stuff was one through line and then all of his like post uh injury. Pro stuff of the last few years. I'm sorry to to, to say this. Leading to the last championship uh, was was another timeline. And I thought that was just a brilliant move because you got all the behind the scenes stuff that you probably paid for, right? You wanted to see all the recent stuff, but you also got the behind the scenes stuff on his upbringing, focused on the college years with the Davidson stuff. So it's the NCAA tournament timeline's
1: time gone at once.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was really. I mean, I was like in almost in tears at the end,
1: especially when like the Celtics lost. It was awesome. <laughs> you, you didn't I have, deserve my that. My prop bet is at the end of this, so I'm trying to lay out as much as possible because it involves all <laughs> these titles. Keep going. Anyway, the deepest
0: breath, uh, another uh, really strong documentary, but this is about an extreme sport, uh, the sport of free diving. So the deepest breath is a lot like free
1: solo. Like it's going to unnerve you those like, are also this is the, the types of sports movies t- sports docs that do get highlighted usually not the yes the big four sports usually
0: like you know that game in the pool where the kids hold their breath the long see if who, who can hold their breath the longest that's a sport mike and they do it while diving deep into the ocean they're crazy these people are crazy and it was just this was a harrowing documentary experience the deepest breath something definitely to watch on netflix Uh, Be Still My Heart. Uh, Otherwise, just a side note, I also watched Wham! which was exactly what I hoped for. a (laughs) book, Great music and really fascinating fun. Um, Did it put the boom
1: boom into your heart? Absolutely did. It was
0: exactly what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Love Wham! Uh, But I watched uh, an animated feature. I mentioned it earlier. Nimona. Points for ambition on this one. And there is one of the most badass story beat hooks in the first act of this movie, Namona. I thought it was so brilliant. Like, I would have been hooked
1: for any movie if it had that premise. Well, what and is, I mean, if it's just the premise, you can't tell us or, or it gives too much away? No,
0: because it's like the end of act one, so I, it, okay. it is a spoiler. But unfortunately, the rest of the film does not live up to that act one moment. And therefore, it's, it's an extra spoiler because it's like the best move, moment of the film. And therefore, like, I don't want to spoil that. So if you, you watch this movie and I think kids are watching Demona, my, they, they seem uh, to be like it. My watched
1: it, it with, uh, with my niece and nephew.
0: I still give it a C plus, but I feel like everything's a come down after the setup. Like, the setup was the best part. Okay. And you like these three coming up for indie Spirits. You would nominate them right now. I would nominate The Perfect Find right now. This is Gabrielle Union rom-com. Never thought in a million years huh. after watching the trailers for this one. I mean, which looked awful, and then the clip that they show when you you know you you, when you're on Netflix and that they automatically show you and I can't turn off. It's the worst cliff clip ever. So I did not want to watch this movie, and yet I turn it on kind of begrudgingly and talk about getting caught up and closing my laptop. I love The Perfect Fine. It's. I mean, it's this funny forbidden romance situation uh, and, and it's in New York City and you have this magazine fashionista, uh group of fashionistas going on and does, this one kid is a filmmaker from USC and just right up my alley. Really fun, wild production costume design showcase. Uh, and, and yeah, the Tribeca Film Festival goers voted The Perfect Find their audience award. So huh. therefore, I do think... This movie has like a realistic argument of being at the indie spirits later in the year, at being at the Gotham's perhaps. Interesting. So that that that's legit. Uh, I watched they clone Tyrone, and John Boyega is so good in this. Jamie Foxx, so good. Tiona Paris. I mean, those three are worth the price of admission in this like Get Out level nightmare situation where they they clone Tyrone. I don't know if you can guess that, <laughs> but director Jewel Taylor he transforms this like ordinary setting into this massive sci-fi horror epic on on just like chops and storytelling ability alone so that that was really really well uh, well told a solid B grade for me all day the ending slips up a little bit really on the makeup and hair level okay. otherwise I was I was pretty happy with they clone Tyrone I know some people are super high on it so that movie may have legs indie spirit wise Alice darling was was another movie now. That you had recommended to me months back. Yeah. You had seen this movie a while Not, ago. I think in
1: February, January, February.
0: And Alice Starring features uh perhaps the best performance yet by Anna Kendrick, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot. Uh she's been great in uh what was that George Clooney movie? Good uh, God, Up in the air? Up in the air, thank you. She was nominated for that. Obviously she's in the pitch perfect. I get and- that and the
1: descendants confused.
0: Alice Darling uh, was one of the better directed movies of the year, I thought, especially one of the better directed indie films I've seen because it's just like a tonal masterpiece. It really creeps up on you, and it builds into the this psychological chiller slash thriller. Shout out to Mary Nye uh, Night spelled like Bill Nye, the last name. Uh, this one, Alice Darling, did not disappoint. I thought that really, it's really worked. Really good movie. I agree. Uh, then I think Bifa. Bifa should pay attention to Emily about the novelist Emily Bronte. Talk about a brilliantly directed film. Frances O'Connor, she is just downright impressive, playing the orchestra, gorgeous cinematography, costume, production design, makeup and hair, all of it. I mean, this this movie, f- for a small budget, a pittance most likely, from Bleecker Street, turns into this big, sweeping uh, epic crowd pleaser. Hmm. Uh, I mean, if, if you know the story of Emily Bronte and her life, I mean that's that's kind of a rough story. But steamy Fifi, you got all the you know the the, the, the landscapes. You got nature porn. You got, I uh, it's all there. You got literature. Um, you know they're they're loving these these books. You get all the reading of the passages and but here's what dresses. I, and flowing dresses. But here's what I didn't expect, Mike. There are some oddball scenes in Emily. That some of the best scenes of the year, like, they're bizarre. I never would have thought, like, when Pride and Prejudice or Mr. Malcolm's List, they have, like, this picnic, right? Mm-hmm. There's a big picnic scene. You expect to get a picnic. You don't expect to get this big, drunken blowout with this crazy, you know, psychological baggage laid on all your brothers and sisters at the end of it uh, you know uh, in a scene that follows up the picnic i was just thrilled at the great scenes that emily has and talk about sneaking up on you that they, they do and then you have this performance from oliver jackson cohen who was the villain in the invisible man with elizabeth moss 2020 oh, yeah. he he's got like this jagged look about him he's really intense this should be the next james bond Oliver Jackson Cohen I'm watching him in this movie and he's just got like this steely eyed look and he's playing this preacher but he does he really believe his own bullshit I was very impressed with his performance to the point where he's like top 10 and supporting actor right now for me so Emily was a b-plus all day if this is not nominated for Bifas, I don't know what the hell Bifas doing
1: wow high praise all right one more all
0: right beanie bubble the Beanie Bubble is probably on the level of Flamin' Hot, which I, I enjoyed both of them. They're they're entertaining, and Zach Galifianakis, sans beard mustache, is going off in this movie. Great cast, uh, Elizabeth Banks, and then uh, oh, what's her name? She's having a great year. Drive Away Dolls. We just said it was her year.
1: Um, Maya Hawke.
0: La- last year was my hawk's year. This this um, year, but now it might be next year belongs not to Sarah Snook, who's also very good in this, Geraldine Viswanathan. There you go. I suck. Geraldine Viswanathan's year or two years uh, two-year run has started because she is incredible in this. The problem with the Beanie Bubble is if you've watched the Beanie Bubble
1: documentary, it's the same thing. And they, Pretty but way. they actually do get the Beanie Babies license to talk about in the movie.
0: Yes, immediately. I don't know.
1: Well, it I wasn't in the in the trailer.
0: You're right. It You're wasn't right. in the trailer. But they, don't worry. It's it's in the movie. All right. All right. Immediately. So.
1: so because you went through and you watched all those and you uh, related them or correlated them to different awards, here's the last uh, prop bet I had. And I didn't I didn't use every single title because you added some in after the fact, but I did use a majority of them. You have $1,000 for this bet, Mike, okay? Okay. But you can only split it amongst at most two bets. Mm. Two lines that I'm going to offer you. So mm. here are some lines amongst uh, for some of the titles that you've talked about and quoted and very much loved here. Uh, okay. Stephen Curry underrated to become a doc feature nominee. Mhm. Plus 750. Cuz again, usually the doc feature doesn't do First of all, they don't like the favorites. Second of all, they don't if they're going to nominate a sports doc, they won't do a, a big four sports one unless it's Kobe.
0: Yeah, I probably would not go there. Okay. Plus 750, but I'm writing these down as you go. All right. Okay.
1: Namona to be an animated feature nominee.
0: No, I I won't
1: go. Plus 1000. No, I wouldn't. Okay. They clone Tyrone to be an indie spirit nom in any category. Mm. Minus
0: 200. Here's the problem with that. You're betting on how big the budget was. You Mm -hmm. have three big stars in this movie. So does the budget go under the indie spirit threshold of whatever it was? I think it it bumped up to 30 million. It used to be 20 million. Mm Mm-hmm does they clone right. tyrone have a budget under 30 million
1: i'm gonna bet yes so i'm probably taking that bet all right minus 200 for any nom at the indie spirits alice darling any nomination at the indie spirits for any category even odds
0: it came out too early i'd be surprised i'd be pleasantly surprised okay. but it came out too early i have probably not taken that one emily
1: at the BIFAs british independent film any category I think you're going to like these odds. Plus 150. Oh, take, I'm, I'm hammering that. Yeah, you like it that much, huh? Doesn't have a great score on IMDb. <laughs>
0: Here's where I could get burned if it was a seven-time BFA nominee from last year. <laughs> I'm just not remembering. <laughs>
1: Mike wants books of tricksters. <laughs> or the last line, the beanie bubble. Any major precursor show. Any category. If it gets a nominee at nah. Indies nah. anything, plus five hundred. No. <laughs> I'm not not touching that. It's so you have a thousand dollars for those lines you can only split it at most twice. What are you doing?
0: Oh this is this is about eligibility rules. I'm putting <laughs> I'm I'm betting on they clone Tyrone for the indie spirit okay. spirits. How much? Ah, I'm betting
1: so if I bet four hundred dollars on that, you win two hundred of profit if it hits. Any nom in the Indy spirits.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Let me do that. You want 400? And then I'll bet I'll bet six hundred on Emily. It's wow. That. Hmm. I'm gonna look. We're I'm gonna live fact check myself that my bets are in. Okay. Let me see if uh, Emily was.
1: Now uh, you you check that, and I'll explain to the listeners. I mean. We're not going to be like hard and fast at following up on these. At least I don't think so at this point. But I am going to keep track as best I can. So if we hit something, or if we're comedically way off on something, there will be a time in which we bring that back up in conversation and make sure to point it out to you. So it is going to be interesting. I do want to follow up on no.
0: those.
1: <laughs> no, 620 funny money dollars down. It was the a twenty twenty two.
0: Now. It was a 2022 beef-a-nom. Four-time oh, BeFanum. i very sorry. I'm very That's sorry. That's why I didn't get it. We look forward to you playing again here. <laughs> oh, Emma Mackey was nominated. I suck.
1: Well, you got the 400 bucks out there for the clone Tyrone still.
0: <laughs> so, and I could win $200. Yeah, so, you $1000.
1: So you'd walk away down 400 bucks. If they clone Tyrone and Lance in and nom.
0: That's terrible. <laughs> I
1: don't all right, like you know this. What? Take, take, take. What's, what's, what's the next bet? So take it again. Let's say Emma. All right. Emily's off the, off the books. Rebet. All right. Emily's off. <sighs> but I'm not going to take. They give me Tyrone odds off. on
0: the. No. Give me odds on the deepest
1: breath. All After right, my review. Deepest breath.
0: Oscar nomination.
1: See, I could see that being an Oscar nom- because of free solo. It's a very. No, give give me right. odds. Um. The di de- I gotta write it down down in my book. So the deepest. I got six
0: hundred bucks burning a hole in my pocket.
1: <laughs> doc feature Oscar Nom. I will give you Doc feature Oscar Nom. It cleans one of the five spots. You're very mm-hmm. high on it. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you plus three hundred. It's a B plus eighty seven for
0: me. Plus three hundred. Well, I'm putting six hundred bucks on it. I got no bucks choice. On it. <laughs>
1: So what do I win now? What's the math? All right, so <laughs> <laughs> what do I win in this fake ordeal? Uh, so they clone Tyrone. You're into risk four hundred to win two hundred, so you could walk mm-hmm. away with six hundred dollars from that bet. If they clone Tyrone lands a nom at the Indie Spirits, the, mm-hmm. if the deepest breath lands a nomination of, in the doc feature category at the Oscars, you are betting six hundred to win eighteen hundred of profit. You'd walk away oh, with wow. four
0: hundred that could float me for a while Mm -hmm. especially
1: (laughs) we can have a lot more segments folks I want it on the record too the first question Mike asked about this practice when I I proposed it was we're not using real money right (laughs) I had to be sure I had to be sure. We should use it, real money. Just no. dollar bets. No, <laughs> this is... The dollar this, bets. This is where the uh, conversation ends. <laughs> uh, dear listener, as always, what matters most to us are your thoughts, comments, questions, and concerns about anything in this episode. What are your bets for these prop bets that both also, Mike and myself, have put forward in this episode? Let us know your thoughts about this uh, format as well. If this worked for you, if it hopefully brought you some laughs, or if you had to stop listening because you were that turned off and despised by it, we want to hear all that as well as anything else you have to say about anything we do here in the MMO Empire you can let us know those as always on our social media as we are Mike Mike and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter Mike Mike and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit we are available wherever you do hear podcasts if you listen to us on either the Apple Podcast or Spotify app if you appreciate what we do uh, if you don't mind laughing along with, uh, with us as a couple of jackasses here if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five star review those help us out immensely thank you to everyone who has done so thus far Michael tell the good people what's coming next let's have some words of wisdom to end on so i don't know which episode
0: will come first it all depends on when the london and new york film festivals announce their lineups but i believe those are coming soon and also if the, if,
1: if, if the strike ends oh yeah probably an emergency exactly. so. episode
0: We'll do an Oscar race checkpoint, and we'll do an emergency episode for certain, uh, if anything breaks, any news breaks. But uh, we'll probably have an Oscar race checkpoint next week, and then we'll do a summer Oscars episode special where we're literally going to pick the summer Oscars. We kind of already did our summer Oscars betting episode. That'll be part of the series, and we're going to basically pick... Oscar awards for the best of the year so far. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I was boning up on all these movies to to catch up a little bit. And uh, I think you need to win that video game so you could do the same.
1: (laughs) You don't tell me how to live my life, all right?
0: (laughs) Or not, or not. Otherwise, it is wise to understand uh, what you're getting into before you get into it. Before you get into it. I think uh, I don't think I understood.
1: Well, you're in too deep now to back out. Guys, when reality sucks, you can put your money where your mouth is, your funny money anyway, with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you all very soon. See you.